Hey everybody, it's your girl Erin Mowix Rose and we are in the Goddess Lounge. It is a beautiful Friday here in Detroit, Michigan and it is the 5th of August, guys. We are really in August already. All that's left is, is fall and winter and we'll be in 2023. Like, speechless. Wow. <laughs> So uh yes, let's let's be conscious uh with our time. You know, let's let's really appreciate it. Let's really use it wisely to create and birth the things that we would like for ourselves, you know? Um really quickly, I want to say thank you to you guys for being patient, kind and understanding while I grieve in go through this new journey of healing and adjustment. Um, I am, my eyes are so open and the things that I now can see is mouth like just jaw dropping. It's very much jaw dropping. Um, and that's a good thing with some bad moments. That is the best way I can put that. It is a good thing with some bad moments. Um, you know, I wanted to do the formalities. Hey, follow me on Instagram, all of that. But I'm going to skip over that today because I really want to talk to you guys, okay? Um, this episode is untitled. And this episode is untitled because it touches on so many areas that there's no way I could... I could really put a title on it. So I'm going to just say this is a message for you. Okay. Grief has a way of shedding light in areas we ignore based off of history, love, relationship, um, time spent, and so forth. And when you become an adult, so when you're a child, it's easy, you know, we loved ones, they show you attention, they buy you gifts, they, you know, um, they're there for you, they provide for you, they help you with your education. So, you know, you believe that, oh, well, these are my people. This is, you know, my family. These are my group of friends here. These are, like, these are my people. And then a funny little thing called life happens. And... In your darkest moment, it is as if everyone disappears. And when you look at what's left from these beautiful group of people that you were just so sure were for you because of time, because of love, because of connection, you realize that no one is going to have you like you. I can honestly say, um, after the death of my mother, I am not anywhere close to the same Siomata that everyone knew and know. I feel like a piece of me was buried with her. And there is no getting that back because it was something that needed to be shed. And I feel like that that little girl, that that broken a piece of me that you know girl who has all these ideas but didn't have the confidence and the faith 
that girl who forgot how to pray, that girl who, I'm sorry, that woman and that girl, because the inner child work is real. You know, that girl, that woman, you know, all of those unresolved issues, um, the whole entire experience in itself, I was forced to really sit with myself and face that. Yes, you know, I'm a big, big advocate of therapy. I do go to therapy myself, unapologetically. I think everyone should have a therapist that they see at least once a month, if nothing else. Just to have someone that is not um, connected to you, that won't be biased when giving insight. And um, on this journey, I realized that um, I was hurting. I smile through so much. And not only was I hurting, but I felt really alone. And I was very disappointed in so many people who I admired even as a child. Now, there are a few things that a lot of my family don't know about me. Um, one thing about me, I love being to myself. I get a little overwhelmed when I have to deal with like big crowds or just I'm around a lot of people. It don't matter who it is. Like for a long period of time, after a while, I kind of need to take a step back and just breathe and enjoy some silence to regroup, you know, to kind of ground myself so that um, I'm not carrying nothing home with me that don't belong to me. Uh, if you know, you know. And I realized on this journey that um, even familial relationships, even childhood friendships, even just everything is not promised. You want to know how your tribe feel about you? Wait until you lose a parent. When I say everything has came out, and, and, and it's not even, this is not a negative conversation, and this is not all directed towards my family. I have a lot of people um, that I know. I have a lot of friends and close loved ones that are experiencing this right now. And this has just been the conversation. And I've experienced it for myself. So I'm going to share it with you guys. You know, like I tell y'all, I'm fine with transparency. So we're going to keep it real. Um, it is very painful to learn the resentment and regret people may have for contributing to your life or being there for you even if it was in a situation that it was beyond your control because you were a kid or you know is a decision your parents made or you know it is amazing the feelings and the thoughts that uh, manifest during the time of grief and grief is a tricky thing you have to be careful with it because if not processed at all you could become a ticking time bomb and you could lash out in a way you didn't even know you were capable of. And I have been experiencing all sides of that. Um, the journey has been lonely, but even in my loneliness, you know, the God of my knowing has been 
restoring, revitalizing, pouring into me, um, shaping, molding, and conditioning me for what's to come. So I realized that the losses I've been taking, it's necessary. It's necessary to take L's. It's necessary to lose people and to allow people to fall off and to fall away. It's necessary to be comfortable with the idea that the person you love the most may have never liked you even as a child. It's sad and it is indeed unfortunate. Nonetheless, it is still a truth and a hard truth that we at times do not want to acknowledge. It is in my grief that I have taken the biggest leap, or I guess I can now say leaps of faith within myself from the deepest parts in me to the greatest. I used to believe that grief was just this horrible thing to have to go through. It was something that would hang you low, beat you down, and get you so close to death emotionally that you'll never want to get back up. I mean, if you say sorrow to me, the first thing I'm going to think about is grief. Let me tell you how the God of my knowing works. Would you believe me? If I said to you that it was in grief, I was able to realize I had nothing to lose. It was in grief that I could begin the inner child work and healing that was necessary that I was avoiding because I was playing around. I was tap dancing around shit. I was, you know, excuse my language. I was, I was tap dancing around things and I was, um, picking the things that were comfortable to face and things that were comfortable to, to talk about, to get through. I didn't want to talk about the fact that there were times that my mouth might have been a problem. I didn't want to acknowledge the times that maybe the way I would come off in certain situations might have been a little bit too aggressive. I didn't want to acknowledge the fact that, hey, my emotions at times were unstable at that phase of my life and it might have been a little too much for those I loved and cared for and I didn't think about the pressure and, and the emotions and the feelings I might have been hurting through my own moments of hurt because I was selfish in that moment. All I thought about was the fact that I was hurting, forgetting that where I was hurting over whom I was hurting for was loved by many. Was loved by many, mourned by many. Therefore, there's a level of grief they're enduring too. And just because I am who I am to them does not mean that my grief supersedes theirs. Because unfortunately, just like a bullet don't have no names on it, neither does grief. Neither does sorrow. Neither does sadness, happiness, joy. It flows to who it flows to at its designated time. Grief has birthed and restored my faith. 
my passion for the God of my knowing and the God that I serve. And I say that because um, I've been hearing this term used and it just, it works and it makes sense and it's respectful and I love it. Um, so you will hear me use that more often instead of listing all these different religious paths because there's so many. But it restored my faith. I found myself listening to to the same songs my mama used to listen to to get her through. I found myself coming across even um, even words of encouragement and notes and scriptures and like, can I just be real? There's just quotes, all type of stuff that I have not touched for a while, and it's like, okay, what's happening? And looking at these things and listening to these songs and and having these moments of self-reflection, okay? And this self-reflection is like staring you in your eye. It's right nose to nose with you. It's the beast and then there's you. But the beast is a part of you. It, it got, it's like, yo, we're one. So because we're one, it got me looking at myself like, whoa. The beauty, I found beauty in grief, y'all. And the beautiful thing about grief for me was that it took grief to put me in alignment of becoming the woman that I am meant to be. And, and when I accepted that and I relaxed, and I said, okay, this is what it is. There are connections and opportunities and just moments, healing, oof, the healing that began to take place in such a way that I found myself crying, speaking in a heavenly language just stuck sweating I mean dripping wet like soaked my whole couch just crying out in thankfulness and in gratitude I found myself saying that even in this I'm not going to lose my faith I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm not going to live in fear. And I'm going to count on me even if no one else counts on me. I'm going to bet on myself every single time. So it's with that that I began to realize grief was not a burden but a blessing in disguise. A lot of times when things happen in life, relationships, we break up, we grieve. We grieve the partner we lost, the moments we share. We grieve all of that. Grief is an everyday thing if you really sit and think about it. It's just some of us allow grief to consume us in a way that could literally make our hearts stop because we don't want to face that layer of who we become when we've taken a loss that has helped shape and form our identity 
if I'm just being completely honest, grief woke me up. Grief made me more responsible, more conscious. Grief pulled me out of the rose-colored lens glasses I was so comfortably sitting behind. Grief said, enough of you sitting in the back seat of this vehicle. You need to hop on the driver's side. You need to step up. You need to take that leap of faith. Grief said, hey, this is an inevitable transition and change that is going to occur and it's never going to stop. And time is going to continue to go forward with or without you. So what you going to do? Grief reminded me that I could still feel my mother in spirit. What? What? Why am I falling apart? And it was in that moment that I heard a divine small voice say, I needed you to fall apart so you can get you together. Mm. I needed you to fall apart. So you can get you together. I needed everything you knew. Everything you were comfortable with. Everything that you ever thought was solid. To fall apart, crumble, and self-destruct. So that you can see clearly after the residue was removed out of your path. I needed you to see that you are divine. And you are indeed anointed. And you do have gifts. And you are stirring up a gift that you want to refuse and fight against that is now about to take over your life and in order to get you to accept it in order to remind you of the importance of your foundation spiritually your foundation emotionally in order to help you get to a place where you can elevate and truly help and pour and heal and encourage and uplift others like yourself I had to break you where you were broken so that I could build you up in the same place you were broken. Because where I'm about to take you. Nah, there's no room. There's no room for second guessing. There's no room for feeling uncertain. There's no room for procrastination. There's no room for hesitating in opportunity. There's no room for doubting that you weren't qualified enough. There's no room for negative self-talk. There's no room for pity parties. There's no room for you giving up on you all because this one, that one, and that one don't like you. So what? I chose you. Now rise up, adjust your crown, and go forth. I have not been the same since I've heard that message. And I keep hearing like this message is not just for you. And I, I will be honest with you guys, I did not plan on doing a podcast probably around October, September at the late, at the earliest. So after I got through making some important calls for some amazing opportunities today, I simply just opened up my app and started recording. I don't know who this is for. So what I'll do is say this. You might be in a dark place right now. 
everything might look like it is just tower moment after tower moment just everything is just crumbling down things are on fire things are exploding you're being hit with things left and right from money to emotions to relationships to um being depressed suicidal thoughts i like it i mean everything is happening at once and i want to say to you don't count yourself out don't you dare throw in that towel Don't you dare believe the lie that you are inadequate and that you aren't good enough. Don't you dare believe that you don't have what it takes and that you aren't already in the position and in the possession of what it takes to succeed at the thing that you are trying to pursue. You're only pursuing it because it was given to you. And if it was not meant for you, it would have never came across your path. Because what is meant for you is meant for you. We all make mistakes. But those mistakes are lessons and they tend to be the lessons that help us grow and develop and evolve. And without it, we would just be stagnant. Ain't that something? If we did not make mistakes, there would be no adventure. If we did not sit up there and sometimes go left when we were supposed to go right, we wouldn't have testimony. Because if it's no test, no testimony, well, what happens in between on the journey to get to the test? There's a lot of transition Happening. There's a lot of my peers losing their parents, dads, moms, grandmas, people who raised them. A lot of our villages are dying off. And it is very, very interesting because my generation is the generation that's in the in-between. My generation is the generation that when computers really first start coming out, and we had the floppy disk. And there were also the generation that watched technology evolve. We're the generation that understands both sides. Therefore, we have the ability to pour into our children. To pour into their generation. A whole new era. From styles to education to religious fellowship to belief systems this this is a real thing y'all the transitions are happening because the ones we loved and love the ones who time is just it's their time to elevate to go to the next life you know what i'm saying to have their peace of heaven to for them to have their moment They are now being prepared to become our ancestors. Some of them are guardian angels. Some of them in our spiritual court protecting us, helping protect us. And with that, we 
are becoming the new elders. And that comes with a great deal of healing, transparency, integrity, responsibility, and love. That comes with having to do the work. Because one day, our children's children will be coming to us in moments where grief, sorrow, heartbreak, confusion, animosity, when things take place, they're, they're going to be looking for that guidance from us. Because we will, we're, we're now the big mamas of the community. We're the ones sitting at the table, cutting up potatoes for the potato salad, having conversations with Auntie and them. We are the Auntie and them. We just look damn good. <laughs> the shift that we're feeling, the change that we're feeling is simply that. So I said that to say, once all of the illusion has been removed and, and all of the residue of everything you thought was true is, is moved out the way and you are healing and you are really, you know, um, doing the work. It is at that moment that you take a leap. That first leap you took it when you acknowledged that things were different now and that this life is going to look a lot different. You took the leap of faith and you relied on yourself when you said, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to push through anyway. You, you took it when you began to realize that there's a detachment and a disconnection that had to take place. And it wasn't a bad thing. When that maturity hit, you took that leap of faith when you realized tomorrow is not promised. Let me get busy today. Let me have faith today. Let me make that idea happen today. Let me write that business proposal today. Let me make that phone call today. Let me enroll in school today. Let me let me let me have more faith in myself and put myself on camera and talk to the people today. Let me answer my calling to preach today. Let me let me go ahead and initiate into this path today. Like you're already taking the leap. I was already taking the leap. But in the beginning, I was so consumed by grief that I couldn't see that. I couldn't take the fact that some of the people that were solid in my circle when my mom was here, you know, boom, you know, that's good. I couldn't take that. Once she passed, they disappeared. I remember how my mom used to always talk about the story of Job. And it's funny because I find myself nowadays really, really just thinking about, you know, the Bible a lot. The stories and applying it to human life and just seeing different situations in my life where I could relate. And I have to laugh because that's exactly what this felt like. Like I lost everything. 
what I did not realize is that the only loss I was losing was my security blanket, my prayer warrior, my prayer intercessor, my best friend and the person who I trusted more than anybody else. Um, I didn't realize I was losing my codependency. I was grieving the codependency. And once I got through that, I began to necessarily open up and healthy, like in a real healthy way, grieve the beautiful individual who I can call my mom. This might be too truthful for some people. Some people might hear this and not even want to relate, and that's fine. This is my experience of what I learned. I'm just sharing it with you. If this message is for you, it's for you. Grief saved my life, y'all. We always want to embrace the good. We don't never show no love to the bad. We don't never show no love to the thing that actually did the work to make us have the result of the good that we praise and love so much. I mean, when things are good, we we bragging, we happy, we, we popping bottles, we having barbecues, we celebrating, we treating ourselves, we, you know, all over social media with it. And then... We forget the bad. We forget, and I hate to even call it that, but so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call it the bad anymore. I'm going to call it the necessary, the necessary discomfort. We, we condemn it, and we, and this toxic, and this is not, and I'm just sitting up here, and I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm just like, no, it was just mirroring who you were. The world is full of mirrors. This is a house of mirrors. And it was just showing us where we need to work. One thing I've learned in my adult life is that if you sit and observe long enough, you will see that people have a problem with where they are unhealed. That is why I teach my daughter to not let what people say or think of her get to her. Because people are only going to speak from a place, observe and judge from a place of their own experience, not yours. Not the actual situation. It takes a special kind of individual to do that. And they exist. Grief doesn't know time. But if we just take a moment to sit back and reflect, everybody, like, how many of you can honestly say that you would be where you are now if you never experienced grief? Detours, hiccups, pauses in action, breakups, heartbreak, 
lost through death? How many of you could honestly say that fire and that passion burning in you would still be as vibrant and bright? You would still be as determined if it wasn't for the things that you went through. Take the leap. Heal. Do the work. Journal. Make your vision board. Go to church. Get baptized. You on a path and, and, and your path is not uh, Christianity. Take the leap. Do what works for you. Get back in alignment with spirit. Get back in alignment with the God of your knowing. No matter what is going on in the world, no matter what it looks like, there is still something bigger than us that is always at work. Therefore, provision, provision, protection will always be provided. Love, happiness, joy, those moments are still accessible. Every day that you wake up, you have the opportunity to go after the things you truly desire within yourself. Don't allow grief to consume you in such a way that you place it in a place it doesn't fit. And it sends you down a path of destruction. It's uncomfortable. And no, it isn't going to feel good. But as you grow through it, life becomes a lot brighter, a lot gentler. You understand it. You embrace it. You grow. And when you come out of that pit, that fire, you shine bright. And you don't even look like what you've been through. I will keep going. But I just heard enough. So this is enough. You are enough. Everything is as it should be right here, right now. Be gentle with yourself. Don't compare yourself to nobody. Take a leap on the healing journey. Grieve the things you need to grieve. That old relationship that's been over for five years. Grieve it. Let it go. Who you used to be in your prime. Let it go. Because you might think that was your prime. But some of you are missing out on your prime season now. Because you stuck in the past. Let that go. So that you can become and develop and evolve into who it is the God of your knowing wants you to be. Don't block your blessing. Stressing over what you can't control that has taken place already. Take your hands off of it. And trust the process. I love y'all. I just want to see y'all healthy, whole, complete, and thriving. And I, I really do get judged a lot because it makes me happy to see, you know, um, my peers grow and, and evolve and thrive and take off and be amazing. And I don't know why. I can't give you an answer why. I've been this way since I was a child. I can't, like, 
give you that answer. But what I can say is that seeing other people happy and at peace has always made my heart smile. And I call that love. And that is what love means to me. So if that is what love means to me. And that is something that I have chased my entire life. Then I'm going to do what I love. And I'm going to love. I'm going to continue to pour into y'all. I'm going to continue to take leaps and share my journey with you guys. I'm going to continue to write. I'm going to continue to produce journals. I'm going to continue to come up with different ideas and products because it is who I am. And I want you guys to have a space where you and the God of your knowing can communicate, connect, and actually have peace when you walk away from that area. Things in the world might look a little uncertain, a little unsure, but check your faith. What leaps have you taken lately? There's a journal and prompt for y'all. What leap have you taken lately? What's triggering you? How do you feel about you really? Are you being you authentically or have you just been conditioned to the identity of what was forced on you? What layers have you shed? What mirror work have you done? When is the last time you did something you wanted to do because you wanted to do it and you didn't care what anybody else thought about it because it made you happy? Just some thought. Never believe you don't have what it takes. I've seen people who are deemed unqualified be in overqualified positions and do well for themselves. I've seen people know people who were suicidal, drugged out, stressed out, homeless, now run empires, own churches. Some have franchises. Rehabilitation is a real thing. And re re rehabilitation is not just for uh, drug addicts, uh, people with addiction to alcohol. Rehabilitation, look up that word for yourself. It's for those who faith needs to be restored. They, they get they, some people might get their rehabilitation at, the, at a place of worship based on the God that they serve. Rehabilitation could be taking some time to really sit with you and heal and grow through some things and shift and change your life around for the better. I've been rehabilitated. And I'm ready to pour into y'all the way that the God of my knowing has been pouring into me. Messages on messages. I could, I, I could, I don't even have the time to tell y'all. Just know that we have more power than we think. We have a ways about us. 
that shifts and changes atmosphere, atmospheres, environments, and rooms in ways that should not be real. Take a leap of faith. Do something this week that you would not normally do because maybe you're self-conscious or maybe, you know, you feel like you don't have enough. Um, Maybe you feel like, you know, you don't have enough education for this thing that you want to pursue. Nah, take a leap. And if you take a leap now, I promise you three months from now, you're going to be happy that you listened. You're going to be happy that you were obedient. You're going to be happy that you counted on you. I love you guys. And I wish you guys peace, love, and light, clarity. But more importantly, I wish you guys all the chaos in the world because chaos clears paths and when a path has been cleared you can see and when you can see you know how to move accordingly you guys have a beautiful blessed weekend and i will talk to you guys again soon i hope this message touches your heart um thank you for allowing me to give you my testimony and and my thoughts and reflections and share my experience with you and just know we all out here trying to make it. We're all out here trying to figure this thing called life out. Be gentle to one another because what you judge on the next person might easily be your fate sooner than later. Be humble.